funny, my dad, I worked with my dad for about 15 years um, in the venture capital business. And every once in a while, he'd come into my office and I'd be stressed about a deal or stressed about something that was happening with one of our companies or whatever. And he'd kind of, he'd always make sure to catch my eye and he'd go, you know, this is all going to be okay, don't you? And I would like, it would floor me because I'm like, there is, there are no, there's no sentence in the English language that my heart needed to hear more than those words. And it was, it was, it was my heavenly dad talking through my earthly dad. And it's funny, I will hear that sometimes in, in prayer, just as a thought into my mind, I'll remember that. And I feel like God's saying, you know, this is all going to be okay, don't you? And it's funny, my mind goes to, oh yeah, but not that. Oh, but you know, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. Saint Ignatius said, The glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, It is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you, you can do the same. Let's get rolling. Hey, before we get into the episode, I want to share new resources that the Kindling Fire has developed for you. I wasted years of my life in survival mode. And I would hear scriptures like John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full an abundant, rich, meaningful, satisfying life. And I honestly expected God was just going to drop that life, that new life, that abundant life into my lap. But I showed my lack of faith by my lack of action. But God challenged my false beliefs and called me to new actions that transformed my life. And I moved from just surviving to thriving in every area of my life. I am so excited to share that journey with you with the Rekindle the Fire e-course. These are seven classes that I have been able to consolidate down some of the key ideas and key actions that I put in my life to move from survival mode to truly thriving in my family in my work, in my parenting, in my spiritual life, in in my health, in every area of my life. You can find out more at our website. Today on The Kindling Fire, uh, we have the privilege of having, again, Justin Camp. So thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for having me. It's awesome being back. So uh, your podcast that we did before was super popular. People really loved your story of kind of moving from Silicon Valley into what you're doing today. And what you're doing today is you are the founding director with your wife of Gather Ministries. And you're also the author of Invention and Wire that have both hit number one slots in Amazon. So congratulations. Thank you. And you have a new venture, which I actually really love. And uh, so why don't you describe a little bit about what your wife and you were doing as well? 
Yeah, so uh, this is a podcast. It's called Rush, and the tagline is Holy Spirit in Modern Life. And that's really what we're trying to do is give people an opportunity, you know, in the midst of all the busyness. So, um, you know, in the car or on an airplane or, you know, walking, getting some exercise at the gym. Um, uh, it's a way to encounter the Holy Spirit in a real way, in a practical way, in the midst of all the busyness. And so she brings her gifts of kind of, you know, prophetic, and I bring my gifts of, I don't know what my gifts are, but more kind of teaching and practicality. The practical. And, yeah, exactly, and sort of what we're going to do. We've heard this thing, we've heard a little bit of scripture, we've heard a little bit of a prophetic word, and now what are we going to do? How are we going to make it real in our lives? And uh, we're having a ton of fun with it. Yeah, well, it's it's I uh, I've listened to it. I li- I'm a regular subscriber and listener, and I get a lot out of it. God's really met me, and I know they'll meet people that that listen. So please go go check that out. Rush podcast. So um, the reason I want to have you back on the show is actually it was a, just a comment you made on our last time we were together about men and worry seeming to be like synonymous. So like if you're a man, you're gonna worry. That's just the way it is. But you are challenging that idea, and then later on through Wire, you uh, did an amazing post called uh, Let Go of Worry, and, uh, and I really want to kind of explore that topic with you, particularly for men or anybody that struggles with worry and, um, uh, or the overactive mind. <laughs> it's maybe another way to say it. You know, and what conclusions? So, uh, so I think what I'd like to do is just kind of start with a little bit of your journey. You know, uh, yeah. uh, with worry and how you've kind of journeyed with that, and where you've gotten some some you know positive momentum and victories. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, you know, as these things do, uh, mine, uh, my journey with worry, my experience with worry started with my dad. And I saw a man who worried a lot, especially during sort of those key years of, you know, kind of 40 to 55. I saw him just carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. And so as a kid, you know, it was just a picture um, and uh, didn't do it didn't manifest in me at all until um, until I got to college. And then the stress of college, um, you know, put me in a position where. I started to have worry, and then I I brought forward this picture of of a father who dealt with worry by just carrying it all himself. And so I picked it up, and I started carrying it. And it just started – the the burden started getting heavier and heavier as I moved along because the stakes got higher in my mind. So right after college, Jennifer and I got married. So now I'm not just worried about myself, but I'm worried about Jennifer. And I'm sort of taking responsibility for her. I remember I remember uh, we had just moved to Philadelphia, and I was going to law school there. And um, she was working as a substitute teacher, and she, she had fallen asleep on our couch on a Friday night. And I remember looking over at her and thinking, wow, if I blow it, she's hurt. It's not just me. It's both of us now. And I just I, I have this picture in my mind um, of me just kind of picking up this mantle of worry and putting it on and feeling actually not in that moment, feeling 
like it was something wrong. It was actually, it felt good. It felt like being a man, like I'm picking this up and I'm, and I'm able to carry this and this feels good. And so I, I think around that time I started, it, w- it almost became a code. It became like a law of manhood in my mind for me personally that men worry. And, that, and so it's funny, there, there's a lot to worry about, right? I mean, we all have things yeah. that we can worry about. We can worry about health. We can worry about um, finances. We can worry about, you know, um, how our work is going. You know, are we going to get this promotion? Or are we not going to get this promotion? Yeah. I, I, am I going to get this job? Am I doing well enough? But there are times where there's not a lot to worry about, right? There, it's, just, it's just the way that the cycle of, of God's creation. There are times where things are stressful and there are times where there's peace. And, and during those times of peace, like, like on a Saturday morning, I love growing up. I love the freedom of a Saturday morning or a Friday afternoon. I love those. I just sort of relished it. And, and I noticed that those were getting stolen from me and, and in, in early adulthood. And I was like, where did that go? Where did that feeling of just freedom go? And, um, I think, I, I think, you know, I was casting about, I was looking for things to worry about even when they weren't, when there really wasn't anything. And, and most of the time there was, you know, we were a young family and we didn't have a lot of money and career was a big thing. But even during those times of, uh, when we were on vacation or it was just a season of peace, I was looking for things to worry about. How, how odd that is because I felt like, again, it was the code it was the code that I was living by as a man that a man worries. And if you're not worrying, you're not being responsible. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, that takes its toll. You can't, you know, you can't be walking around with that much worry. You know, I, I tell people now that, uh, so finances was a big one. Being a provider yeah. um, was a, was, it was a big one for me. And that was my dad's biggest worry. So that was something generationally he passed to me. I, I think he's, he's dealt with a lot of that at this point, but, but, uh, he was able to carry it a lot longer than I was. I think in my thirties, it started to become too heavy for me and it started to, um, you know, take its toll. I mean, I was not the nicest person to be around. I wasn't the best father. I wasn't, I'm sorry. I was, yeah, I wasn't the best father. I wasn't the best husband. I wasn't the best friend. And, um, and it takes a toll on your health too. I just felt it too heavily. And so, um, Here, let me you know, stop you and something, cause yeah, I'm yeah, getting this amazing image of, uh, Atlas, yeah. right? I mean, he is, uh, the, well, I think he's Greek mythology or Roman mythology, but the, the idea is that I, somebody captured that feeling and created that character. Exactly. Exactly. Like carrying the entire world on, and that being noble or, you know, if you're strong enough, you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's an ideal. We want to be able to do that. And and it was very attractive to me to be able to do that because I get some credit. I get to do, you know, for my family, what they can't do for themselves. And, um, thankfully, you know, my father stepped in and, you know, my heavenly dad stepped in and, and started teaching me slowly over time. I mean, I had heard, you know, Jesus say many times in scripture, do not fear. And he really hits this. Like, Worry is not something that is part of manhood. Worry isn't going to benefit you at all. In fact, worry is going to hurt you. And I heard all of that, but it just sort of went right by me. I'm yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but it was a season of sonship that really changed things for me. And it was the first time I saw myself not as... You know, I don't know how to even say it. I, it's like the little God. Everything is up to you. 
um, if if I blow it, my whole family is hurt. I'm hurt. I, you know, I, um, every, you know, I'm alone. It's all up to me. Nobody's coming to help, so I better get it done. That's not an accurate picture of what scripture what scripture tells us. An accurate picture is that we are children of God. That God is with us in every moment. That God is the most powerful force in the universe. By and that, you know that's an incredible understatement. Yes. And he, he, he's so full of love. And you know, I mean, I love how you know the Old Testament talks about him dancing because he's so excited about you personally, Troy. He's dancing. He can't take his eyes off you. He sings over you. So, re, you know, he took me into a season. It was a. It was a you know, maybe a year long season of really accepting that because part of me doesn't want to accept that part of me doesn't want to accept that, you know, I'm a son, you know, because the masculinity in me goes, no, I'm a man and I've got this and I can handle this. It's a, it's reorienting to say it's, and it's a hard reorienting. It's, it's reordering sort of everything, all the code that I had built up in my mind about what it means to be a man to sit there and picture myself, not as this little God standing there all by myself, but as this son standing next to a much more powerful father. And in fact, the picture I've always had in my mind is, is my hand reaching up and, and holding his hand in every moment. So that's a, that's a big difference for a guy who cares a lot about what it means to be a man and, and has heard every message that the culture has given me and accepted all of those. You know, I, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, a man is independent, you know, and right. a man is quiet and a man is stoic and all this stuff. That's not what a son is. A son is soft-hearted. A son is willing to look to his father in every moment. And so um, reordering some of that, um, you know, took a, took a while in me. But then I, but when I did that, I was able to give him my worry. And so in a, in a very, so, you know, and it changed things. And so I think, you know, I tell people this all the time. I don't, I don't know, you know, how to measure this stuff, but on a scale of one to 10, I always say I was walking around, you know, 10 years ago at a six or a seven or an eight, um, all the time, maybe a nine, you know, and sometimes in terms of my level of worry, and that's just not healthy. It's not healthy, healthy mentally. It's not healthy physically. And, um, and today because of sort of what, you know, God has taken me through, um, and some obedience on my side as a son, trusting my father, um, you know, I probably walk around less than a one, maybe a one when things get, you know, really tough. And so it's, it, 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 it's not just something we need to bend our minds to and just say, okay, I, you know, when we couple our obedience with all the grace that our father is willing to, um, to give to us, things change. These things that I thought would never change. I thought that was my, that was who I was and that's what life was all about and, or largely about, and that's what it meant to, to be a father and a husband and a man. And so, and that has radically changed. Yeah, I love where you're going with this because children are typically not filled with worry. Concern, oh. worry, you know, yeah. they just that is not a characteristic of a child. Absolutely. Think about what a child is worried about. Where's dad? Where's dad? I lost dad. That is what they're worried about. They're not worried about like, oh my gosh, what are my friends going to think when I wear this? And oh my God, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's where's dad? You know, and so, so, you know, I mean, you know, I love this sort of idea of, of fearing that much more than fearing 
what's going to happen in the world and, and trying to walk with the disposition, the posture every day of, I don't know. I don't know about that question. I don't know about what's going to happen. You know, I don't know, you know, you know, what the state of my family is going to look like in five years. I don't know what the state of my health is going to look like in five years, but my father knows and he's good. Yeah. And I trust him. Yeah. You know, right. So I start getting far away and I try to be in that posture of where's dad? You know, I'm, I'm in this. So think about, I mean, I, this is, this was really revealing for me. So when things, when something goes down, you know, and some, and you get some news, you get, you get that tough news about, um, you know, something that's happening at your job or you get a tough yeah. diagnosis from a, from a, from a, uh, from a doctor, where does your mind go? Is it, okay, I got to get out in front of this. I got to figure this out. I'm going to go pray. I'm going to go, you know, um, I'm going to get the best medical care I can, or I'm really going to man up and I'm going to, you know, lean into my work. I'm going to get in front of this problem. I'm going to, where does it go to where's dad? You know, because I just feel like that's such a much more healthy thing to be walking through life in that way. If, and it took, again, I'll, I'll hit this again. It took a little bit of reorienting and reordering the way that I thought, because I, I wasn't sure I really wanted that, you know? Well, okay. So two things, I'll say two things. One was, I'm not sure I wanted it because I kind of liked being the little God all up to me. Yeah. And I'm getting the credit. Yeah. Being the man, quote unquote. Ex- exactly. And I'm, and I wasn't so sure for, I think a lot of my life though, I, though I knew it in my head that God was there for me and he was that father. I'm not necessarily sure I knew it in my heart. And so when, when I got that news that shocks you, that you're like, and you know, we don't get that all the time, but every once in a while we'll get something we go, oh my gosh, this is serious. I think my heart said, it's up to you. You know, that's what I believed in my heart until this sort of season of sonship where yeah. my heart actually goes, where's dad? And, he, and, and my heart trusted him, not just my head. Yeah, so man, there's... This is, I'm so excited about this topic because I know that there's a key here to unlock men. And, and, and it's not the business as usual as this is what it means to be a man. There is an uh, oxymoron, opposite kingdom thing going on here that actually unlocks you to become an amazing man. Um, a kingdom man. And yeah. so the uh, one uh, scripture that comes to mind is John 10.10 10, where it says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So thinking about the practicalities of uh, Friday evening, Saturday morning, vacation, right? And let's say I like to surf. And, and so let's say you're out, uh, you're out on the water and all you're thinking about is I could be attacked by a shark right now. I could be attacked by a shark. Oh, look, my kids are out there. They're learning how to surf. They could be attacked by a shark right now. You know, there's riptides. There's riptides that could kill my kids and run them out to sea. And this is what is consuming this moment. And it could be anything, right? Something pleasurable, something that is, you know, James says, uh, talking about all these, uh, the good gifts that we receive from our Father. You know, it's like... You, the Lord gives it to us, and we just like shred it with worry, yeah. and, and don't enjoy it, and and accept, so, and so the thief is stealing those gifts yeah. through our definition of well, our, our wrong definition that well, for me to be a man is to be concerned about these things. I mean, who else is going to watch over us? Right. Who else right. is it up to? Well. 
I mean, that, that's the question, right? It's so funny when, when you like, like I, I have said that so many times to myself, to other people, if not me, who, right? Without making that next step of, well, God almighty, maker of heaven and <laughs> earth, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, I, I'm not going to trust him with my kids and my wife and my finances. What kind of person am I if I'm not going to trust him with that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so you're right. You're right. Those, those gifts, because that's the way he gives, gives gifts or those moments of love where you get to receive his love. I lost decades of those. They were being given to me and I lost them. I, I just, I, I, I rejected them because I was believing a lie and, uh, it, it's heartbreaking. But then when you, and to look back on that and think, what was I thinking? But now I'm able to receive that. I'm able to receive, like you're talking about being out there in a surfboard and noticing the breeze and noticing the color of the, of the light on the water and noticing the joy of, of seeing your kids, you know, and, and, and the only way you're able to do that is if you're able to let go of that worry. Now I'll tell you, uh, you know, um, you're talking about sort of unlocking things for men. I, there's a big difference, at least there was for me. There's a big difference between bending your mind towards not worrying and then actually taking a step, a practical step, a real step with action in the world that shows you're not worrying. So, you know, for many years I, I would say, well, okay, so I'm following Jesus. He tells me not to worry. I'm in the middle of this job. This is back when I was doing venture capital. I, I'm going to just not worry. I'd wake up in the morning and say, okay, Justin, let's give it to God. Let's, let's, let's picture in our mind, giving this burden that I'm carrying, which I feel, which I'm recognizing is too heavy. I'm going to just give it to God. Fast forward to when Jen and I, you know, started, um, our nonprofit. Uh, and I took in a very real way in the real world, I took the welfare of my family and my finances and gave it to God and put it in his hands and said, okay, man, you have to show up dad, you know, and that is what changed things. So it took the obedience and I'm not saying, you know, the key to unlocking it is going and starting a nonprofit or anything like that, but taking those bold moves, whether they're small or whether they're big and doing the opposite of what the fear tells you to do and say, I'm going to trust him because he's telling me to do this through friends, through prayer, through scripture. And I know it's the right thing to do. And I'm just going to do it. That is actually a great picture of masculinity. And so it could be, you know, confessing something to somebody that you've never confessed. It could be, you know, it could be trusting them with your finances, whatever is, whatever is consuming the fear. I think a great guiding light in all of this is the opposite. I'm going to, I'm going to look this fear in the face and do something, maybe not every day, maybe not in every moment, but I'm going to do something practically, physically, in tangibly, in the opposite. Yeah. Now maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's fear of finances. I'm going to tithe in a way that makes, makes me feel really, really nervous. You yeah. Know? I and, mean, it probably is finances for men mostly. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, people yeah, are like, want. what about this? What about this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a, I mean, you cannot, um, the practical scripture I've been meditating on recently is that Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. Yes. So it's sort of like give, Insert worry, freak out, freak out, freak out, freak out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. You know? Yep. Or don't give it all because you've already 
process through how this is not going to go well. But that whole thing is contingent on some trust yes. that, that Jesus on the other side is saying, and I will give to you how you need yes. it, when you need it, the way you need it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know, it's totally funny. I, so I remember sitting in church one time and Jennifer and I were, um, we owed a bunch of money, uh, student debt. Uh, you know, we had just bought a house and so we had, we owed a lot of money. And so we were, we were all wrapped around the axle around, um, tithing. And I was sitting there in church one time and I was, I just felt the tug to just be like, trust me, you know? And I'm like, gosh, it's so hard right now. You know, I don't even know, like if I owe these people money and you know, I'm, you know, they're loaning me money so that I can buy a house and, and then I'm taking that money and get, you know, and I was <laughs> is this wrong? I'm getting, yeah, I own this person. Right. <laughs> right. And, and I heard this, this little voice in my head, this thought just popped into my head that said, let me come through for you. And I'm just like, wow. wow, I am keeping him from doing that. You know, I'm keeping, I, it's like, it's like my son, you know, coming to me with worry. And I was just like, Hey, if you trust me with that, I can come through for you. I can handle this for you. I can help you do this, but you got to open up and let me in. You got to let me into the problem. And I think that makes a ton of sense when I'm talking about my own son, but it just is hard for me to get to that place of I'm a son of my heavenly dad and I need to do the exact same thing. Yeah, I think that the path or the, the image I keep getting is it feels like the Lord is reaching out to us as men or, or anybody that's listening. And, in, and it's an invitation. Come, take my hand and let's go this way. It's an invitation. Um, and, and we sit there so reluctantly saying, where are you going to take me? Where are we going? What's going to happen? And we don't just put our hand in his and say, okay. And I have found that the Lord with me and with many that I know, he is a loving father. And he won't just, you know, say, hey, we're going to jump off this cliff. You know, it will be a small step. And it will be uncomfortable and fearful, and, and it doesn't have to be, but, it, I mean, it's, it's all going to require trust, and it's okay. Now let's go a little further, a little further, a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more. Exactly. And, and what's so funny is that we sit in the Christian community and look at these people going, oh, look how courageous they are. Look how brave they are. In some regards, look how masculine this, you know, they're, I can't believe they're doing this. Whereas, you know, you can't have that on one side and say, well, no, you need to carry the whole weight of the world, you know, and be that kind of man, but yet value this courageous, brave things that men are called to do, which requires trust, faith, like a child. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's really upside down. And that's what Jesus always does, right? He flips it upside down. And so I think... We view it as trusting. Trusting him is going to increase fear, increase increase uncertainty, and in and and in some regards, that's not untrue. But he's giving us a different kind of life that is that is full of freedom, right? So we may face something that makes us nervous in the moment, but when we when we do the opposite of trying to manage and carry that burden on our own and we actually give it to him we set down something that we were never meant to carry and we start living a different kind of life that's much lighter you know and then you know then the real justin you know 
by, for example, the real Justin can emerge. And I'm actually a truer version of myself than I was before when I was this sort of, you know, this Justin trying to carry stuff. And because that burden is so heavy, I'm being hard on people around me and I'm being hard on myself. And, and I'm just not my, I'm not who I was created to be. Right. And so we move into this different, into freedom. You know, I mean, Galatians, what, Galatians 5, 1, I think, you know, Paul's talking about Jesus and he says, for freedom, he came to set us free so that we won't be slaves to the law. My law, I, you know, in, 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 you know, when he's talking to the, the, to, to the church back then, he's, he's, he's talking about the Jewish law. He's talking specifically about yeah. circumcision. With me, I'm creating my own law. And that law is a man looks like this. And God came down and said, is that right? I'm not so sure about that. You know, and uh, and it was you know I, I'm supremely grateful for it because I'll tell you, like I don't know if I'm I, I, I hope I'm capturing this how much uh, how much worry I had in my life. You know, it's funny. My dad, I worked with my dad for about 15 years um, in the venture capital business, and every once in a while he'd come into my office and I'd be stressed about a deal or stressed about something that was happening with one of our companies or whatever. And he'd kind of he'd always make sure to catch my eye and he'd go, you know, this is all going to be okay, don't you? And I would like, it would floor me because I'm like, there is, there are no, there's no sentence in the English language that my heart needed to hear more than those words. And it was, it was, it was my heavenly dad talking through my earthly dad. And it's funny, I will hear that sometimes in, in prayer, just as a thought into my mind, I'll remember that. And I feel like God's saying, you know, this is all going to be okay, don't you? And it's funny, my mind goes to, oh yeah, but not that. Oh, but you know, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> I know. Right. Right. And there's nothing, there's nothing that can happen. There's no circumstances. There's there, there, there's no event that could happen where, where that's not true, where he, where he, where our heavenly dad can catch our eye and say, you know, this is all going to be okay. Don't you? That is freedom for me. That yeah. is life to live there. You, you know, know, it's so it's funny. Like, I can't feel perfectly, but but in in the in talking about um, you know Jesus says my burden is light and my yoke yeah. is easy, right? Yeah. You know, come to me, all ye who are heavy. I'm gonna say King James, all ye <laughs> that are heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. You know, the the weight that we're talking about, they're really, you know, finances and relationships and opportunity and health and protection and ISIS and, and yeah. all, all this other stuff. You know, it, it really makes the image I'm getting is that it's like that weight makes you a very small man, yeah. actually. It, it just yeah. crushes you down to this very small, protected, worried in a cave kind of guy that really doesn't have the zest that the Lord is talking about, the rest, the, the zeal, the, the, um, the exuberance that, that brings life, that initiates life in your environment. Yeah. You just are kind of like hunkered down in this very small space and thinking, well, if they can do it, then why, why can't I handle more? And God's like, it, it just, it's all wrong. You got it right. all wrong. And there's really good news, you know, there's really, he, he's, he's not saying you, you got it wrong and you messed up or he's saying like, you got it wrong, like come a little bit, just a few steps, do a few things in the opposite and you can start living a totally different type of life, Yeah, you know, and, and, 
I love that. You know, yeah. there's there, you know, maybe there's some dying involved to some things that, you know, like that picture of what it is, what it feels like to be a man. I was getting a lot of, or those things you do to be a man. I was getting some validation from that. I had to let that go. I had to let that, you know, die. And that's not the easiest thing in the world, but man, on the other side of that hill, there's just light and life and you can breathe over there. You know, I think about Saturday morning, Saturday mornings <laughs> have become a, a time of celebration for me because I love them because, you know, as a kid, I just loved it. I loved the Saturday morning, the freedom. And then I lost it for decades and now it's back. And so the, the family knows, like dad on a Saturday morning is, is a time of celebration and, and you know, for him. And uh, I just love, you know, that's the opposite of the worry. I'm just going to be like, I'm celebrating. I'm happy. I'm going to go get some coffee and I'm, you know, and I'm just going to celebrate this. I'm going to go out to breakfast with the kids and I'm just going to, I'm going to grab this moment and see it for what it is, the gift that it is yeah, from yeah. my father. And I'm not going to let the enemy steal another Saturday morning. Yeah. You know? I, it's the salt and light. The, what, what you're talking about, I, I tell you what, you get somebody that is that is fearful and worry and injects that into the, all of their environment. You get somebody that is childlike, exuberant, uh, yes. lighthearted. It is salt and light. It just attracts yes. people. It's like, why yes. shouldn't you? Aren't you? Because it, it is. It shouldn't. You know, it's like, no, I'm not. Like, I literally, I love what you said about being a son because a son unlocks you being a father. A son unlocks you being a husband. A son unlocks you being your amazing self. It really does start with that childlikeness in the kingdom of God that unlocks this whole new world. And it really, in manhood, like, you know, as I've thought about manhood, because I struggle about this, it's like, well, the Bible says to be, you know, to be the man. Right. But then it says, be a child. I'm like, okay, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> Which one is it? And it's both. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, they come in order. Son first. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the key right there is that being a son leads you into true masculinity, not this false put on, you know, culturally defined masculinity, which, you know, like scripture says, there are many, many paths that seem right to man, but lead to death. That's one that leads to death. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's why we have so many men who, you know, who come home uh, from a hard day at work and turn to, you know, a bottle of whiskey or something because that, we, you know, I mean, it's just marketing, right? We've said that that's, you know, the cowboy and the, you know, this is what you do and you, you, you don't open up to anybody. You know, you're not vulnerable to mm -hmm. anybody. You're independent. You're quiet. You're stoic. And you're dying, yeah. you know, inside and, and your relationships are, are being damaged. And we're like, what, how do we believe this? You know, yeah. but we do like, you know, when Jesus says that come to me, all who are heavy laden, it's all of us, you know, it's not just, <laughs> all. you know, it's not just, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's just, it's an epidemic, but, but, you know, Jesus offers something re real and it's true and man. I can say on being a, you know, I'm a little bit on the other side of that, 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 uh, it's possible for anybody, but you're right. That, that, uh, journey into sonship is the first step. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not circumstantial. I love it. You have kids, you're trusting the Lord with your finances. You're very busy. You have a lot going on and you're gr having great Saturday mornings. I mean, these are just one small example of, look, all of this is possible. And the yeah. reason I loved having you on is that, look, you are living. You are a living testimony that, yes, you can overcome worry. You can recover joy in your life. You can recover your Saturday mornings or whatever it is. And 
And it's like you said, it's going to be all right. <laughs> you know, this is all going to be okay, don't you? You know, it's funny. I uh, I often have this sort of uh, uh, recall of one of the Star Wars movies, one of the most recent ones. I can't remember the name. Not the last one, but the one before that, where um, some of the younger characters in the in the movie uh, are in uh, in a scene with Han Solo, and they and he says something about the Jedi, and they go, "The Jedi? I thought that was all myth." And he goes, oh, I used to think that too, but it's true, all of it. It's all true. And I just think about, like, you experience a little bit of this freedom of Jesus, and yeah. that's what I tell everyone. Like, dude, you can't pick and choose this stuff. It's all true. Like, if he promises something in the Bible, if he promises freedom, if he promises, you know, health and light and goodness and restoration, it's coming. If you meet him with a little bit of obedience. not And the enemy will be like, oh, that's going to be too much. It's going to be too big. You're not going to be able to do that. Jesus is not asking for, you know, you to change your life overnight. But he's asking for a little bit today. You yeah. know, one degree, one degree of change today. Yeah. And it'll change yeah. everything. So the thing that the the um, the picture I get, I mean, Jesus, I can't wait to see him. But uh, what I see in sometimes in the faces of people, and I see it in you now that we're doing this FaceTime podcast, it, it's like a twinkle in your eye. And a, and a like a, a kind of a grin, you know, kind of like, <laughs> and that's kind of like Jesus's face to me. It's sort of like, yeah. you know, you think things are dire and awful and impossible, and it's and he looks at us with a twinkle in his eye and a smile, saying, you know, just come with me, come with yeah. me. And there's just like this intrigue, like, well, where are we going? What are you going to take? And and all of us have that opportunity for a journey with Jesus in our unique ways towards freedom. Right? Yeah. In our small steps towards freedom. So that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, uh, look, uh, if people want to follow up with you and kind of, you know, get involved with what you're doing, uh, we've talked about Rush Podcasts. Obviously, they can subscribe to that. Where are some other places yeah. they should go? So kind of the hub for everything is gatherministries.com. Um, you can get to the podcast from there, um, but you can also go to rushpodcast.com. Um, you know, we're on Instagram and, uh, personally wires on Instagram, wire for men, loop for, for women, um, uh, rush podcast is there as well. Um, we're on Facebook, we're kind of everywhere, but the, uh, the, the hub, the place where you can yeah. reach everything, you know, our Spotify playlists, our Goodreads, you know, uh, uh book recommendations list, uh, all of that can be uh, accessed through gatherministries.com. Hey, thank you so much for taking time uh, to come back on the Kindling Fire. It's uh, it's awesome, and I can't wait to actually see you in person at some point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh man, Troy, I just uh, I love I love talking to you. I feel like it's just a, it just goes by so quickly, and it's just such a great conversation because I can tell you love God, and it's just fun to talk about Him. And so yeah. I really appreciate you having me on. If you've been encouraged and inspired by the show and you would like to know what else we've got going on, go to thekindlingfire.com. There you can join the Firestarters, which is a Facebook Messenger community I let know first anytime I do anything. You can also get a book there called You Can Certainly Do It that I've written to really encourage you to take your first steps to really start the small fire that God's starting in your life. Uh, in addition to that, you can sign up for the seven-day Bible devotional, Become a Sign and Wonder. And as always, be awesome.